Welcome back to Tate Radio Marin. I am your host, Sandy Hernandez, joined by my co-host, Kimberly Escobar. And we're so excited to be here in honor of Valentine's Day, which was on Wednesday. We'll be talking about the different kinds of love that are out there and also what we've learned, what it, what love means to us and how social media or society has influenced what love means to us and we're so excited to get into this conversation but before we do we do have an icebreaker question and in honor of you eating snacks what is your favorite go-to snack my favorite go-to snack is always a protein bar protein bar okay (laughs) yes and my favorite protein bars are from trader joe's oh really the brand is called but it's like the cream the cookies and cream is my favorite oh cookies and cream on it but i forget what the brand is i think the brand is trader joe's actually okay yeah okay cool and yours my favorite go-to snack would probably be that's i asked the question but i don't even know the answer to this (laughs) i'd probably say maybe um i would say a, a protein bar right now i'm really into protein bars as well that would be my my um my answer to that mm-hmm. and but the thing about me with protein bars is i don't like too many um if it tastes too much like protein do you know what i mean by that mm-hmm. like you need to have a little I don't bit like of like the ones that are like super like like when you're eating it's like like <laughs> very gooey yeah very gooey and like chunky and they get stuck in your teeth those are the ones i do not like okay Okay, I, I feel you. Well, thank you for sharing. I brought it up because I was like, what what is going to break the ice for us? But I feel like we kind of already <laughs> always have conversations. Well, do you want to start off or do you want me to start off? I can start off. <laughs> so when we think about love, it can be very, very... Normally, people think of only romantic love, but there's the love... Love is... is in general with our family with our friends it can look very very different and i'm excited to dive into it but can you define love in your own words and then after that maybe you can talk about how how did you get that definition (laughs) um okay but this is based on like my experience no i mean i think that's kind of what we're going for is the experience of of what we've we've lived Mm -hmm. and well moments we've had and stuff like that okay I would say in my definition, love is beautiful. That's my go-to word because loving someone is something that you don't necessarily like, like romantically feel with for no one else besides like a few people in your life that you may have a relationship with. And it's like, I've (laughs) been in love and it's like a whole different level of like how you feel for your family and friends. Like it's a different type of love and it's just beautiful when, when it's there from both sides and like you both just love each other so Mm -hmm. much, but things end (laughs) and it's okay. (laughs) And, and when that happens, you still have love for them no matter what it's, unconditional and if it's conditional then it wasn't love that's Mm -hmm. what i always think like if you can easily like just forget about them not care about them then that was not love and it was just conditional because of certain circumstances Mm -hmm. but yeah and then for friends i'd also say it's beautiful because recently i've 
gained new friends and um a lot of them are we both have the same focus and like goals in life and it's just beautiful seeing through them how how they love others and how they love me and like this short distance or the short period of time that we've known each other mm -hmm. but yeah and it's just beautiful like being able to look at someone and see how loving of a person they are and see how good of a connection you have with them because i feel like for me personally that's not something easy that i get with um, meeting people like for me I some people say I'm not antisocial, but I honestly feel like I am. Like it's kind of hard for me to actually make friends, and like I can talk to people and have a conversation with them, but it's hard for me to like actually stay friends with someone and like be willing to like share certain things in my life with them and stuff like that. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. I would also would love for our audience who are, or whoever's listening to ask yourself that question too. Because um, I think with movies that we watch, music that, that we listen to and the people around us, the definition of love or how it looks like can can change. For me, I have thought of love is a as a connection. Um, and what I mean by that is if it's like I, I feel it a lot with my family, um, especially with my like my little brother. He's we're 11 years apart. And, you know, he can do his, um, what is it in English? I was going to say berinches. You know what that means? Like his, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like his, he has his like moments where he can be Tantrums. challenging, you know? Tantrums. Uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, he has those moments, but I have such a deep love for him that, and he does too. And he'll, like, you can do the worst things to him. Right. Not that we do, but <laughs> but I've noticed he'll come back running and, and have this love for you. And it's like, I love you, you know, and, and he doesn't just say it. He shows it in different ways. And so, you know, my little brother has taught me I love what a lot about what love means. And for me, it's a connection. Um, it's a connection in a way where it's I'm not referring to just a physical connection i mean like a, and a very emotional connection mm -hmm. where you feel trust warmth and um it's not always easy mm -hmm. but because you feel those emotions you can still build on a strong relationship and that applies to you know any type of love relationship you you are in whether it's with a partner or, or a family that's what I noticed, which is why I think the phrase comes where family doesn't have to be blood. It can also be very different because love doesn't necessarily mean sticking with with your family. You know, it can also feel you can feel different connections with other people. Mm -hmm. um, that that kind of reminded me when you said to your brother, like he, he doesn't do any wrong. Um, my cousin and I were talking about how like she's older than me but like her like younger brother like in her eyes like he can do no wrong like he could do the worst thing but like he in her eyes she, he would never do any anything wrong because of like she kind of raised him and that's how it kind of is with my little brother like I kind of raised my little brother and like no matter like what he does in his life like I would always be there for him and like I would never look at him in a different way except like he's my little baby I think that's what unconditional love refers to mm -hmm. right um and I think it gets a little bit more complicated when you are 
with a partner yeah i think that is where you're really tested mm -hmm. and i think you learn a lot about yourself in that way but mm -hmm. i'll let you continue on with the conversation mm -hmm. okay and based on what our both definitions of love is what is how does that play in our lives oh that's a great question <laughs> um Oh, that's I think this also goes back with you how you received of love at an early age. Mm -hmm. For me, um I I feel very blessed that I I mean I think part of it is that my grandma only had boys, so when I was born, I was the only girl mm -hmm. in the house. Like aside from my mom and my grandma, right? And I received so much love and I was loved by everyone. Mm -hmm. So I received always warmth. Um, at the same time though, I, for a period of my childhood, I was away from my parents mm -hmm. and which is why I feel like I have an issue of, of, would it be an issue? I just have noticed about myself that I can get really attached mm -hmm. because because for me, it's like I didn't live without my parents for a while. So coming in, we build this relationship and I'm scared of ever losing that, you know. Um, but in my life, I can be a very love, loving and kind person, but I don't trust people very easy. Um, and I always lead with love because it's kind of how I was raised. I, I, um, my mom had always is a very loving person. And my parents, I've never seen my parents argue or or which i'm very grateful or, or physically hurt each, each other mm -hmm. um they taught me a very different perspective of love i mean they are like they they had disagreements but they they did it in a way where i realized that love can can lo look like that too because in the other hand i had family members who were whether it was with a partner or with their kids they had a very horrible relationship mm -hmm. and so Growing up for me, my parents worked really hard to to teach us a very different type of love. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's kind of how I lead in my in my life and with my family. I think I always think of 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 them and myself. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I was going to mention how love always starts when at a young age and how you received it as a child. Yeah, I agree with you and like the way your parents are or wh whoever was raising you was to you is how you tend to love one another like you know the attachment styles do you know the four attachment styles no but no. you can okay. you can share that with <laughs> um there's a secure attachment style anxious avoidant and disorganized and we all tend to have what's the difference them. um a secure attachment is being warm and caring and trusting and forgiving because you were raised in like a warm household like your parents were always like there and like there wasn't necessarily like conflict around you mm -hmm. and then anxious is relationship with insecurities fear of abandonment lack of boundaries mood fluctuations high sensitivity and that comes from just like like when parents tend to um, come from a place where 
they're like lying to you in a way, you know, I feel like when parents lie to you so much, you kind of just like don't know really who to trust. And like you go from like being super anxious when you're older because but then you a lot of people like tend to like feel that way. And they're like, oh, I don't know why I'm like this. But it's kind of because how you were raised and how your family was. And then an avoidant avoidant attachment style is to be fear and closed distance and withdrawn from others and also difficulty expressing your emotions and you tend to like when someone is asking about emotions you tend to like draw back and especially like with partners you tend to um just like be closed off and not necessarily express yourself willingly to them and I feel like I have an avoidant, avoidant attachment style just because, like, I didn't grow up in, like, too much of a loving home or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of a wreck. <laughs> so, um, and then disorganized is incorporate, incorporating character, characteristics of anxious and avoidment, avoidment styles, fear of rejection, but difficulty with it, intimacy and low self-worth. Mm. And, yeah, I just wanted to express share those because um there's many things many things how we are sometimes comes from how we were raised as well like a lot of people have like a lot of traumas and they don't realize where it's coming from when they're older but then when you look back at your life you didn't really deal with those things you didn't necessarily I guess like with your parents you didn't talk about it with them or like you're not forgiving them and that's kind of just holding you back and being able to talk to your parents and stuff like that and having that love with them is always just a good thing to help you let go and stuff yeah I love that we brought that up because often what happens is again we have this idea of what love is Mm -hmm. but a huge thing that plays a huge role is also how we received love as a as a child Mm -hmm. um and then one, when you know that you can know how you love mm-hmm. and how you like to be loved, I think that is something that we don't know sometimes mm-hmm. that you want someone or the other person to to love you like this, but you might not even know why, you know? And also maybe you have like a relationship with, um, let's say with your, I don't know, let's talk about, you start a relationship with someone else and your love language is very unique and different and that can cause arguments. And it can one factor can be how you were loved, how you received love. So that's how you know how to love. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know that, it, you, it allows you to grow on it. You know, if, if you like it, great. And if you don't like it, how can you improve it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in any relationship, it's a, it's not a one-way it shouldn't be a one-way street. It should be a two-way. Meaning you got to work on your part as well. So that's mm-hmm. why I say knowing knowing what love means to you mm-hmm. can open the doors for you to, mm-hmm. to be able to express your feelings to someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, to your parents, to your sister, to your brother. Um, and how you want to be loved or, or how you... You know, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Being Just, able to have that communication with those around you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ones that you loved. Yeah, yeah. No how you want to be loved and then I feel like you you can always like tell when there's um like not a conflict but like there's like an issue between you and like a friend or some anyone and you can like just sense that and like Mm -hmm. a good 
thing to just learn to have is having a good communication with them and asking them like, oh, what what did I do wrong? Like, I want to fix this. Like, I have this love for you. I don't want to like lose you in any way and stuff like that with friendships. and everything. Yeah. And understanding also your personality. Uh, that's a huge one. For example, and I'll bring this up is my brother. Um, he is he's 20 years old, but he's kind of had the same love language throughout his whole life mm-hmm. and i would always think that he didn't care about me like he didn't love me as a sister and it would break my heart and i always told him like whenever i ask you how are you doing you just say good or i get so like i get home excited i'm like hey i did this and what did you do and and he can be very like nothing just work and i'm like okay what did you do at work because if he were to ask me how was work, I can say, oh, Javier did this and I did this or mm-hmm. or Kim did this or, you know, I can share. But he's very, like, reserved in that area. Mm-hmm. So I would complain to him all the time. Like, I would tell him, like, I remember he would make me cry because I, I didn't think he cared about me. Mm. But then I realized that his love language and his personality was completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, he can be very, very quiet, very reserved, but he's a very service type of person. Like my brother has waken up in the morning, made breakfast and stuff. And he's like, oh, I made your breakfast. Mm. It's a different love. And if you don't know that, you can feel loneliness. You can feel that no one cares about you. But you have to learn that everybody has a different love language. And and you might not know it, which causes you to feel those emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but my next question is... Um, how do culture, cultural and societal norms influence our understanding and experience of love? It's kind of what we're talking about, too. Um, for I feel like the social nor- n- uh, norm, <laughs> social <laughs> norms, um, I feel like that kind of has to do with um, social media in a way. Hmm. How how like we see all these like cute couples like doing these things and it's like there's these norms of like you have to like one big thing that I kind of notice like a big social norm is like first dates always have to like be impressionable and like the guy always has to take you out on like somewhere like fancy or it's like Mm. if he doesn't then that means like oh he's not worth it you know Mm. and like there's just this big norm where like he has to do that but it's like but like everyone's different like for me personally for the first date I feel like I wouldn't really want to go to a restaurant or like out to eat for me like I it depends on everyone I would rather like go to the beach or like have like a picnic something like Mm. like something simple and like away from other people and like but it's such like a huge norm to like go to a restaurant and like Mm -hmm. eat and like I don't know it's just like that's that's what I think and like also just like um social norms on like like i guess like being like the cutest couple or something Mm. like always like posting about your relationship and like um stuff like that (laughs) that's okay i that's a very good question um i loved how you mentioned the the like couple goals thing Mm -hmm. because i've noticed that every couple is very different Mm -hmm. like you can see someone that's not a couple goal but they have a way deeper relationship than those that are having couple goals couple goals (laughs) (laughs) i can see that and and it's interesting for me 
um, that, I guess you brought it up. So if I were to be in a relationship, one thing that I've promised myself to do is to keep that very, very private, especially on social media, because, um, because I feel like that's just such an intimate part of my life that I wouldn't want everyone to know unless it's something very serious, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I can see where, where, where you're coming from. I think the other thing that I would say is, um, Oh, I actually could think of something. Okay, go ahead. Cause I'm like cultural norms, um, from like Hispanic background. Oh, okay. Cultural norm is like, you have to be married by a certain age or you have mm. to like be like having a boyfriend by a certain age. Mm. Like I was like, they think like, oh, you're never going to get married. Like once you're like in your thirties and you're not with anyone, that means like you're never going to be with anyone. You're never going to find someone. I love how you mentioned that because I, I am a big believer in that if you're in your 20s or you're um how does I, I have i have a i had a friend who who she's she's never had a boyfriend and never been in a relationship um to, like very hard working you know young lady and and we've had conversation and she'd always say like i'm i'm this age you know i'm in the college life type of environment and I've never done this or never done that and never done this. And I would always tell her, it's okay. I'm so happy you have it because you shouldn't rush things. Yes, you can see a lot of people on social media being on, on relationships or, or, you know, they may seem to be happy. That's great for them. Like, I'm glad they get to experience that. Mm -hmm. But don't rush it. You know what I mean? Just because someone comes in your life, like, it's okay. You know, wait until your moment is is feels right to you and so if one thing i can say to our youth out there and and you know it's i you know relationships are great but if you haven't experienced any of that and you're like in your 20s 22s or it's totally fine i think your person will come um and just because everyone else is in a relationship doesn't mean that you need to rush into one um that would be my 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 advice um and then what's another social i feel like it's gonna come up and i'm gonna ask my tay crew in the back to text us any ideas that they have because i feel like i don't have anything in my head right now also emily our old co-host <laughs> um, said on the topic of different loves how do people resolve their love languages what are the other types of love language? Ooh, that's a great question. And there are many different types. I feel like for love language, it always depends on the person. There can they can have one or multiple, but I think the majority of love language that like most people have is like the words of affirmation where they tell you how they feel and express themselves willingly and give you affirmations. And that's their way of showing their love for you and others physical touch where it's like expressing through touch <laughs> basically <laughs> and then others receiving gifts a lot of people are like gift people they love giving gifts away mm -hmm. and that's their way of showing love they don't really know i feel like i i've been like that with certain people like 
a gift giver, but then with other people, I'm sometimes not. And then another one is quality time. Just like for me, that kind of relates to being like a homebody and just like, like it doesn't matter like where you are with them, like as long as you're just spending time with them. And then another one is you said your brother does acts of service. Yes, my brother's a big acts on service. Um, so those are the different types of love languages. And it's really, really important, at least for me, has been very important to know my love language because that way I can understand myself and also understand others. For example, my mom has a very different love language than my dad has. Mm -hmm. And I always have this theory and I tell my mom, you have a favorite child, <laughs> you know, or, or you don't do that to me or stuff like that. But I learned that my mom has a very unique love language and it was also based on how she grew up you know so yeah which is really important and especially if you're young and you're starting to explore being in a relationship or even trying to build a better relationship with your family members it's good for you to know this so you guys can build a strong foundation in a relationship mm -hmm. i was gonna say that my love language doesn't really kind of have to do with these but i feel like my love language is kind of um romantically is being like not mean but being like joke um, joking okay. jokingly mm -hmm. and like just joking about everything and like, like okay like you know what i'm saying like being yeah, yeah, yeah. mean but like joking about it because like when i'm like comfortable with someone also with like my friends mm -hmm. with my friends like i'm like this with them and they're like that with me like we joke but it's kind of mean Mm -hmm. but like we both like we both like are at that comfort level with one another that like we can joke like mm -hmm. that and we both just have that love language and that's like we kind of just show our love through that to one mm -hmm. another like we can say like something that's mean but like we start laughing about it and we're like oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> but we're like you're so right <laughs> yeah the, like i said once you know it you can like if you were to have that with someone else that didn't know you you can offend them yeah, very very bad exactly. which is why again re-emphasizing do like take some time to learn how you love mm -hmm. and then see the people around you and how they love mm -hmm. and appreciate it you know because um a lot of often happens in, in relationships is like you think the other person doesn't care or they don't love you but their language is very unique and that's mm -hmm. what makes you know, that's what makes them in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but it doesn't mean that you stick with one. If the if the other person is requesting something, mm -hmm. you can also work on it mm -hmm. and you can compromise. I think it's a huge thing is compromise. And again, I, I'll take my, my relationship with my brother as an example is I know he's like that, but he has tried many times to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And he says, I know how that makes you feel. And I, I want to share with you, mm -hmm. you know, he'll share and same things like I, I don't like certain things and we've built that and same with my, you know, with my friends and my, and my mom and my dad and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I feel like everyone, I feel like maybe f with certain people you have different love languages. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like depends like who the person is. Like you show your love differently to them just because like maybe like for me, like maybe I know someone who like doesn't necessarily joke like me, but it doesn't mean like, oh, I don't love them, but I show them a different love that I mm, show them and okay, give okay. them because like 
um probably like my mean love language <laughs> i do that a, i would do that a lot with my brothers i feel like i picked it up from my brothers because like okay. they'd always be like super mean to me <laughs> oh <laughs> like in a loving i feel way. like i feel like that's a brother brother and sister <laughs> maybe because my brother does that all the time he can be very rude <laughs> i know my older brother can be so mean and i me. i've asked him that i'm like why are you so mean he's like it and then i feel like like he he explained it in a way where it's like it's just i just feel so comfortable i can tease you all the time and it's mm -hmm. part of me showing that i love you mm -hmm. you know he's done some both of them have done random things and you know but i guess it depends like my older brother he is completely different he's a more um he's more um detallista which is like acts of service is that what it is mm -hmm. is that no 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 that's like what detallista very that's how you say it in Spanish. Anyone helps me, that'd be great. But I think it's, he's very just like very thoughtful and very like, he'll bring, yeah, I think it's, it's acts of service, I would say. Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. moving on to how do you differentiate between love, situation and attachment? Oh, that's a big one. I feel like a lot of people like, I feel, oh, <laughs> like what I've heard of and like, scene is a lot of people might think they're in love with someone but it's really you're just attached to them because you just like the attention you like what they're giving you you like like the way they make you feel and I've seen like for some people they're just scared of losing that and like having I was like that kind of but like not really that's I don't know how to like explain it because like I feel like you can be attached and in love at the same time but like when you're when you don't love them and you're only attached you're just like scared of losing them because they just won't be there anymore mm -hmm. and like you won't have like like you know what i'm saying like you just won't have them around mm -hmm. and because you're so used to having them there mm -hmm. and you're just attached to like their presence like what they're doing and stuff like that and like you don't truly like love them as a person okay does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And then with situation, I kind like I don't get I don't know what <laughs> what you mean by situation. I guess like hmm. situation and I like, think this refers more situationships. I think this refers <laughs> oh, okay. more to like I don't know if I think you can apply this to anything, but I think more of like a partner relationship. Mm -hmm. Um like there's different ones and a big part of it, I think, is being alone. A lot of people naturally are, whether you accept it or not, you naturally don't want to be alone. And mm -hmm. so when you have something with someone, you might not necessarily, like, be in love with them. But but you like their presence. You like their presence. And and it can be the most toxic relationship. But mm -hmm. it's, it's like your comfort zone. So it's hard for you to let go. Mm -hmm. Like, deep down inside, you know that this isn't right mm -hmm. in the long run. But you can't cut ties, mm -hmm. right? Um, which nowadays is something you hear it online all the time. It's normal. The situation, the situationship. Um, but anyways, with that, we're going to go ahead and pause here. We're going to listen to a song by Ismael Lara. And then we will be right back. This is Soul Purpose. Yeah. Evolving Wings. Yeah. Uh, I'm a 
genius, original purpose, resurrect like the phoenix. From the mother lotus emerges, no longer feel worthless. To be a service to purpose, it's survival weeks por vida. Got them all I need, I eternal flee in the brain. Got me insane, it's been the pain, your seat's pain. My soul wounded, some wounds can't be computed. God's great shadows meet the darkest alley. Demons came for me, but I gained those parried. Swiss sweet, shot the soul is rapidly. Call it horror meets fantasy. Lower energies move like cavities. Sucker MCs, no substance. Ignore the earth's cries. Sucker MCs, no substance. Don't realize we never die. Misguided by subsidized lies. I'm guided by my ancestors' war cries. Borgar floor spitting truth, encouraging your spine. Evolving wings is manifesting with divine. Don't give up, fly. Compassion, it can't pay my soul purpose. Wings up, wings up, wings up, wings up. Compassion, it can't pay my soul purpose. Wings up, wings up, wings up, wings up. Compassion, it can't pay my soul purpose. Wings up, wings up, wings up. Compassion, it can't pay my soul purpose. Wings up, wings up. That is Ismael Lara's soul purpose. And we are going to have our open mic next Friday uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you are a local artist, sing, dance, um, a poet, a writer, feel free to join us. We'll have pizza. The Tate team will be there. And yeah, just come down and have a fun time. We also have the Marine Teen Girl Conference coming up in on March 3rd from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Embassy Suites in Centerfell. So if you are or anyone you know who identifies as a girl, feel free to sign up there and register now. We will we will we will be there. Kim and I will be there and we hope to see you you guys there as well. And we're officially announcing our career fair that is going to be back. We had a great turnout last year and we're so excited that the community was wanted this and needed this. So we're going to have a career fair. We officially have the date for May 1st. It's going to be here at MCM at 709 Fifth Avenue from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. We will be there. So sign up. Um, we'll have the link in the descriptions uh, or in the comments for you all to sign up and register. If you register, you're not committing to be there. It's just for you to get updates if you if you want to get updates. Um, am I missing anything, Kim? No. No? I feel like <laughs> I covered everything. Um, anyways, I'm going to hand it. And then we'll continue on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Now we're going to just dive right back into what we were talking about. And my question is, did you want to add something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We do have an event uh, for Find Your Way. It's Find Your Way Marin, and it's going to be an event for the youth to network here. It's also going to be at MCM at 709 Fifth Avenue. Um, On March 4th. March 4th from, do you know the time? 5 to 7.30. Yay! And it will be a great opportunity for you to come on and network go. with others and also to meet Anna Lee Reyes. <laughs> you will see her there. You, see her there. Um, you guys were so excited because Annalie is joining us today and it feels like she is home. Yeah, so she means a lot to us. Um, but, anyways, we're going to continue with the show. I'm going to hand it off to Kimberly. 
Okay, uh, we're going to just dive right back into our questions. And we kind of a little touched already about this with um, social media, but how does technology, particularly social media and dating apps, impact, impact modern relationships in the way we experience love? And I think for both of us, we've never had dating apps, but like I've, I know people who have had dating apps. So like, I feel like I can like do my little like speak about it (laughs) okay um but i don't know the way i've seen dating okay in my opinion my opinion what i would never get a dating app is because i think dating apps are not dating apps they're hookup apps that's what i think of it as like oh damn okay Mm -hmm. um (laughs) you know something i would also consider instagram as a dating app yeah, I would as well. <laughs> yep, dating app. Um, how does it impact modern relationships? I, I think it has a huge impact on how we meet someone. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I don't think I would ever be on a dating app because I don't know the person. Um, I have trust issues big time. Mm-hmm. So meeting someone online is like, not my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, meeting them online and meeting kind of them. I feel like that's so sketchy. For me, for me, it feels weird. <laughs> um, really weird. I can't. I can't do dating apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and it uh, social media in general, I think, impacts relationship a lot because, um, to be honest, talking from my own experiences, I know a lot of people that are in relationships. And they be getting into my DMs. And so how does <laughs> social media play a big impact um, in relationships? I don't know. I, re- I really think it has a uh-huh. can be very dangerous because um, yeah, commitment I- issues with people mm-hmm. can be very, very weird. I feel like having like now it's like I feel like guys like I have a lot of brothers. So <laughs> guys think of it as like if you're dating someone and you like a girl's story it's not cheating or if you like their post or like swipe up on it and say like a little like funny message it's not cheating because you're not meeting up with her you're not like doing anything like that so it's not cheating i think it'd be very dangerous social media yeah and i don't know that is looking in my opinion i think that is cheating if you are like literally liking someone's story like swiping up with hard eyes like okay you shouldn't be giving someone else that attention besides your girlfriend besides your boyfriend because like that kind of just shows like i don't know i just feel like that's just super wrong in a way i mean for from my end it feels really uncomfortable knowing knowing that someone's in a relationship and they're they're like sending these things and me i always ignore it because i'm that type of person i i like to lead with honesty and and you know um but i think social media also oh this is this kind of i've had this experience before i personally made a choice where i didn't want to post a lot of uh photos of me in general mm-hmm. um in you know how people normally post themselves on the social media mm-hmm. um because I had experience where um, where because people feel more confident that you're not looking at someone in the face, they can be very, very demanding in a way. And what they're asking you on social media can be very um, disturbing mm-hmm. or you can receive disturbing things on, on social media. Mm-hmm. So I think it plays a big role because um, I have met people in where I can talk to them and build a better 
better connection with the person in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I meet people on social media, it's not all the time. I'm not saying it is all the time, but it does play a huge role where people can be more confident and be more demanding in that way. And again, coming from experience, mm-hmm. the reason why I stopped doing that because I started getting really weird stuff and that kind of freaked me out. Mm-hmm. I rather, yeah, I also rather like, I typically usually meet someone and then I get their Instagram and then like I kind of just start talking to them and I see them again. I'm like, oh, they're a really cool person. Like it just kind of like always stays as that. And it's like I like it like that. I don't like people just randomly like I don't really know them, them following me and like texting me. And that's like, I feel like, yeah, that's what social media does. People mm-hmm. have that confidence of randomly just texting. telling. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least for me. And that. To be honest, that's something that worries me for younger mm-hmm. um, generation because, like, you can't really tell sometimes how old people are on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be very dangerous. Um, but touching on that, outside of relationships, um, I haven't really had my experience with relationships, so I can't <laughs> really, really focus on that as much. But I do say that I notice that social media can play a big role in our relationship with our families. Mm-hmm. Um, often I see people going to dinner um, and they're on their phones like this all the time. And I think that that's really hard because you're not building a connection with someone. You're kind of both people are on their phones and sometimes as well, you'll see little kids on their iPads um, and they're not building a relationship with their parents mm-hmm. or sometimes a the parent, they're doing a lot of things to record their child mm-hmm. um, and post it online rather than doing it because they actually are present. You know, there's a difference when you take your kids to the park and you're filming them um, or you're in the park and you're actually playing with them mm-hmm. without the phone. I think your phones and taking videos and photos is not wrong. You know, it's, it's good. You keep memories and stuff, but I think you always need to have a balance so that you don't prioritize that because, um, again, you can kind of give the intention of like you care more about that than myself, mm-hmm. you know. Especially with giving children now like iPads and phones at such a young age. Yeah, it it can be at least for me. It's just a sad thing that I've I've noticed now um, because it can be the relationship bond is not there, mm-hmm. right? The love does it is it, it can be really complicated. Mm-hmm. And again, as we mentioned earlier, the way you receive love and witness love at a very young age you know it can determine how you as a person love mm-hmm. not saying that you can you're gonna stay like that forever but it can be it can take you through a, you, you know a unique route um but anyway mm-hmm. continue <laughs> um what in in your opinion based on all this what is the ingredients for a success uh, <laughs> It's successful relationship. A successful relationship. Oh, man. Either friendship or I feel like for friendship and relationships, I feel like a lot of things fall into the same category for both. Like for me, I'd say trust and communication goes into both a romantic relationship and a friendship relationship because when i'm able to trust a friend or trust a partner with whatever i'm telling them and like whatever whatever's happening they are that person that i'm willing to go to and because i trust them and i love them so i rather go and tell them and like being having that both ways always makes your 
relationships last longer. Oh my gosh. Um, Last longer. Because you just have that communication and that trust and that bond knowing that you're you're comfortable with them you feel safe with them and you know that like they are gonna love you no matter what because you're telling them all these things and like basically like being um vulnerable with them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let me know when you're done i'd say you go can go (laughs) i say yeah trust and communication and being able to compromise for one another oh i love that you mentioned that yeah compromising is such a big thing because you're never gonna be the perfect perfect match Mm -hmm. there's always gonna be something that one or the other does not like or one or the other like prefers to do it a different way and you have to be willing to compromise that for them i agree on that i would say communication trust understanding um and compromise those are fundamental things uh and for me a key ingredient for uh, this is my personal and deep like deepest thing is having god for me has been a crucial important thing because i just know that the quality um at least from my own point like i always ask myself how does how does god love Mm-hmm. you know and how 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 can i lead with that mm-hmm. you know so for me that has been a huge thing and it keeps me grounded um mm-hmm. but compromise is definitely a huge thing because we always want to be right or wrong but no one is right or wrong i think we just we just have to see you have to see the other person's perspective even if you don't agree with it you just got to understand and comprom- have a comp- compromise in those things. Um, I wanted to ask you. Wait, can I add on that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, for me, now I've changed my perspective on a lot of things. And as you said, like, having God's love, when you when you know God's love, you know how to love. Mm. And for me, for my future partner, for my future husband, I want them to know God's love because if they don't know God's love, then they won't know how to love me. Mm-hmm. And it says that in the Bible, like if he doesn't have God's love, then he will never know how to love you. Mm-hmm. So again, like I said, that's, I feel the same way. Um, but it could also translate to having self love, like in, in the people, whether you start a relationship or, or yourself or with, with, a, with, you know, with, with anyone, it's, them having self self love is crucial mm-hmm. because if they love themselves, they can love you even more mm-hmm. um, in a way that it doesn't hurt them, but it it flourishes both of you. Yeah. So I would say that can translate as well as yeah. to having self love and self respect like and self- standards and like knowing what you like in a person and what you don't like in a person. It can save you a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, can you share an experience that taught you something valuable about love? <laughs> um, would you like to go first? Me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta think about that one. Um, that's a, it's a pretty good question. I know it's pretty. Big. An experience. Oh, an experience. Um. Huh. Oh, that's a oh. great question. Oh, I actually could think of something. Okay. Are we referring to like I'm not I'm not gonna be referring to people that I necessarily love 
romantically or friendshiply. I'm going to I'm I'm going to be referring to those who hurt you. Okay. And I I have been through personal things where at a point I like had hate for certain people and it just kind of dreaded me because I felt that hate for them and I realized that I shouldn't hate them but have love for them because mm. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they went through and whatever they did to me. It might have been off of different actions that they didn't mm. realize were, were happening within them. And they could have been battling through their own things and they acted out on me. And just being able to have that love for everyone no matter what. Because you just never know what someone else is going through. Like everyone goes through their own things and a lot of people don't talk about it. And just being self-aware and understanding of others and now it's like anyone who's hurt me who's going to hurt me I will forever just have love for them but keep my distance from them and know that I have forgiven them mm. for anything mm -hmm. I like that thank you for sharing I would also agree with you um another thing that has showed me so much about love is um really the love language thing for me is an ex something that I've learned to to really appreciate and understand mm -hmm. because again I had a lot of I, I always felt like sometimes maybe someone loved the other person more or um I felt like they or they would tell me that I'm not doing enough mm-hmm and I didn't understand what they mean. Like, I'm like, I'm already giving you so much. What do you mean? <laughs> um, but really understanding that allowed me to have better communication and have conversations about uh, like honest conversations and saying, oh, I'm sorry if you feel that way. And this is how you made me feel as well. But being able to have a, a good communication where we're not saying you're right. I'm wrong mm -hmm. or you're, you know, the opposite. It's just saying, okay, I see, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, having that for me has been really, really important. And I've been able to understand that. And then now, um, whenever someone comes along, whether it's a friend or something, I, I understand that. Um, but something about love when it comes to friendship, I've learned valuable is that it's not forever at times. You can love someone so deep, but you can always lead to different routes mm -hmm. in life. Um, and it's okay. Um, and it, it's totally fine, you know, having respect and saying, I won't hate you because you left. But it's more of like, I you came into my life for a reason. I appreciate that. And I'm happy for you, or whatever you're doing. Um, and I'm doing that for me, not for them, just for me to be at peace. Um, yeah, but anyways, your turn. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> I like um kind of going back to like our self-love and our self-care, how does that contribute to healthy relationships? And I feel for me, I feel like we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I, once you know your self-worth and how to love yourself and like having those standards knowing what you do and don't want it will help your future relationship because mm -hmm. you won't be like struggling with like oh like I don't like this but I don't know why I don't like it like like I don't like that they're doing this but I don't know why like why are they doing this like you won't 
you as we said you you'll be saving yourself a lot of trouble when you know these standards Mm -hmm. and stuff so i don't know if you want to add anything yeah for me the self-love is really important because i i personally myself like i've gotten to know myself i've gotten to know what i like what i don't like but i i've had experiences where I I couldn't be in a relationship with one person or never wanted to start something because I felt like they were too um they were too attached to either the idea of of me ever being in a relationship with the person but also the idea comes with it because I've noticed that they 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 have like low self-esteem mm-hmm. and and I'm like I see that you know, and I, I would, I'm trying to see how, how I can rephrase. But if you love yourself, like you don't need anything for me to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm giving you is a bonus, mm-hmm. you know? Um, oh, perfect example. It's um, when someone says she's my happiness or he's my happiness. I don't like when people say that because I, in my perspective is I'm already happy. Mm. But if someone comes in my life, they're, adding to my happiness Mm -hmm. so if they were to leave it doesn't mean i'm unhappy Mm -hmm. you know it just means that you're adding to my happiness and i want to be that person where Mm. if i'm a part of your life i want to add to your happiness i don't want to be your happiness Mm -hmm. you know and so for me that's what self-love represents um and it's not me saying i'm independent i don't need you Mm -hmm. it's it's more of like how do we take two people and they can add to something rather than, you know, like they're they're adding together, mm-hmm. not taking away or, or like, being the only thing. Yeah, I feel like that that remind me of like being being OK with being alone. Like mm. once you once you're OK with being alone and you have had that period of just being alone, then once you jump into a relationship and if it ends, then you're not stuck in that depressive state. You're not stuck in like, why did they leave? Like stuff like that. And like, you just keep moving on because you have experienced your alone time. You know how to go back into having that feeling of just not being alone, but you know, I'm saying like being alone in the sense of like, independent i think yeah independent not being with someone intimately and like still having your friends and stuff like that and i feel like oh i also like with uh relationships like being able to still include your friends with things i feel like sometimes people like i've seen like a lot of friends like when they get in relationships they stop like hanging out with Mm -hmm. you and stuff like that but then it's like as soon as they end, they go back to hanging out with you. Yeah. There should always be a balance um, mm-hmm. in any type of relationship. Have a balance of that. Um, and speaking of that, how does how does love? How, oops, sorry. Okay. <laughs> how how can you support someone you love during a challenging time or periods of personal growth? Mm, I love that. You know something? Mm-hmm. And someone very close to us taught me this or brought up the idea of this question. Um, and it's actually Chris. Mm-hmm. Because of something that happened and he asked the question, rather than going with the idea of, um, you know, um, something challenging is going on and, and saying, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. 
he asked the question of going to the person and saying, what do you need mm. from me? Mm-hmm. And, and they might not know, which is totally fine, but asking them what they need can give you a better way to support them rather than you assuming what they need, mm-hmm. which is often what we do. I assume they need this or that, mm-hmm. but having going, which it can be a really like uncomfortable question sometimes. Um, Cause you know how the other person's going to react, but going and saying, what do you need me to be? Mm-hmm. And I can be that mm-hmm. and asking the question of like, let's say they're going through a hard time and they come to you and it's saying, um, do you want me to give you my opinion? Do you want me to just listen or do you want me to do both? Mm-hmm. And asking that upfront because then the other person can say, I just want you to listen. Mm-hmm. So they can talk about everything to you, you know, and you might have a, like ideas and opinions and be like, no, you shouldn't have done that. But all they needed is someone to listen to. And that can really be a way for you to support someone you love in challenging times. Or sometimes they needed a, an opinion and you can give that to them. But often we we just go with the intention of like, this is what I can do rather than what the person actually needs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a good way. We always tend to assume like, oh, they need this. They need that. And like what I try to do is I try to, I, I'm not too much of a big comforter. I, I try to, but I kind of sometimes just don't know how to. And like when someone's crying, I'm like, uh, I like freeze and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. And like the one thing I just do is I just hug them. Mm-hmm. Just hug them. Cause oh, yeah, sometimes hugs is just what's all I need. Hug. Yeah. And like letting them know through your hug that you're there for them and mm-hmm. telling them that they're, you're there for them and like, it's okay. And like, they will be okay. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to. <laughs> Just being like, I'm here for you, <laughs> no matter what, because I'm, I'm not too much of a big <laughs> comforter. <laughs> yeah. You want to go? <laughs> I think it was your turn. <laughs> um, okay. We we only have three minutes left, so I just want to say what is some advice that you would give to someone who's struggling to find or maintain love in their life? I would definitely take time to learn about how I like to be loved how I give love because again it gives you a better perspective on when you meet someone or even within your family how you can build a relationship mm-hmm. and a strong relationship with those if you don't again it it can be really hard and you can be faced with a lot of challenges so once you get to know those it can I'm not saying it's going to be perfectly straight line but it can just help you react to situations that you will you will end up in you know yeah what about you um i would say as we mentioned being able to love yourself first because once you have that sense of you know you know that your self-worth and moving on to being able to love your friends your family and growing that relationship with them and not necessarily pushing things off and knowing that you love them so you want to hang out with them Mm -hmm. and that will help you maintain that balance and that um wave of love throughout your life because you will consistently have that love and like that momentum with your friends and family and with yourself and just like 
keeping that going because then once you run into a relationship you will know how to love them and how to receive that love because then within your friendships and your family you will be receiving the love back I agree. And then also knowing that love is not what we see on social media media and (laughs) our films. Love is Mm -hmm. love is it has challenges. It has its beautiful moments. And but just remember that so that when you are going through a hard time and saying this isn't what I see, this isn't what's supposed to happen. Really, you'll face a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. And again, um, anything we shared here is kind of from our experience. And we would love to hear from you guys, whether on the comments or even DMing us like your experiences. If you've ever been in love. <laughs> yeah, we know experiences like that because I think it can be very, very different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And again, we're talking from our own experience. But yeah, we are at the end of the show and we will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned and follow us on our social media accounts at Tay Reading Marin. And we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.